Welcome to everyone. This is a, this is a podcast about the Abergavenny Cluster Maths Project, which has been running from 2015 to 2021. Bit, bit of background, the project is a collaboration partnership between King Henry VIII School and uh, seven cluster primary schools. Now, every week for two hours a week, a secondary school math specialist will visit their link primary school. The project began in 2015 as a, as a more able and talented uh, support project, but then moved into year six whole class teaching uh, and then year five and actually latterly uh, even year four. Um, in the discussion group today, I've got Kerry Martin, a year five teacher at Our Lady St. Michael's School. Nia Chivers, uh, the secondary link teacher for Gilwan Primary School and Vicky Price, her partner in uh, the year six teacher in Gilwan. I've also got Rhiannon Taylor, who's the founding teacher and link to Goitra Primary School. And I'm Steve Williams, who's had the pleasure of uh, leading the project over the last six years or so. OK, welcome, everyone. OK, I, I'll, I'll just chuck a couple of questions out uh, around the group and let's see, uh, see how we go. Question one. So could you describe a fairly typical lesson that you do in the primary school each week? Nia? Yeah. Hi, Steve. Um, Hiya. I'll, I'll take this then. So what I do with Vicky, we build a series of lessons. So we talk about what topics um, we'd like to look at. And I teach years six and five in the past two years. Prior to that, I did four and five. So we have a sequence of lessons. So the first thing I do, we always um, we always work with number. So um, my, my primary sessions are in the afternoon. So I send um, the year five and six teachers something called number of the day which is basically looking at um, we look at the four rules of number percentages decimals so it's a starter for, for want of a better word um, of all of the the number elements that we want them to keep on the boil to keep recapping so I send that the night before um, so uh, and in that I build on um, what what couldn't they remember last week I'll build in some misconceptions or if the primary school teacher will contact me in the week and say, Nia, they can't do this. Can we get that into number of the day? So <clears throat> that will be the start of my lesson. So as I walk into the classroom, um, my primary link teacher will already have that on the board and the pupils will be working on whiteboards and working in groups doing that. And um, it's differentiated. So it's um, everybody in the classroom can do the first four. Then we go on to um, some harder ones. Then uh, there's a couple of a uh, couple down the bottom a little bit harder and then we have something right at the end called Chivers Challenge which year six and five really really love so we say there's something from um, a secondary school and, and they absolutely love that and we tend to bring in some things that they probably haven't seen um, so that's the start of the lesson um, then we'll mark it and we'll, we'll Vicky and I will team teach and we'll pick up on things that they should know and um, talk about why, you know, where they've gone wrong and how we're going to build on that. Then um, the start of my lesson is always recap. So we get pupils. The, the thing that I love about primary school is pupils like to talk as they don't in secondary school sometimes. So they love to tell you about what what they remembered from last week. And they're really excited and enthusiastic learners, which is what I love. Um, and then we generally have I introduce um, an activity and it's generally through a practical based activity. So we're really looking at teaching for understanding, look at looking at the concrete. 
So we'll have some sort of practical ba based activity and I'll take advice from Vicky on how we're going to do that, how we're going to organise the classroom, because, of course, we're teaching mixed ability. Um, and then there'll be um, some sort of worksheet or some sort of assessment. So we'll assess as we go along. We're always using whiteboards, assessing their understanding, and then we'll feed back at the end, marking. And then the pupils will say what they didn't understand. So we, we generally sum up our plenary, for want of a better word, is, is talking through what they didn't understand on that lesson, what they what they understood, you know, and how we then take that away how we're going to build that for next week's lesson. Vic, is there anything you want to add on that? No, I think you've covered pretty much everything, Nia. The only thing that I was going to add to was just saying about the fact that you touched on how we team teach. And I think that's really useful within the lessons because obviously I'm learning from you in terms of you being a math specialist. You're learning from me in terms of being a primary practitioner and we sort of bounce off each other. But it really gives us the opportunity to see what the learners are able to do uh, with two adults in the room and sort of move them forward from there. So what Nia does quite often as well is um, do mini plenaries throughout the lesson, as she said, to sort of uh, look at those misconceptions and address those. Um, and the learners really benefit from that as well. I think the importance of the, you know, the importance of doing the numbers data regularly is that we're always going back and recapping. And when and, and in that you can build in some of the some of the skills that are needed for the lesson as well. And I think you've taken that across the school of New Vicky. We have. Um, yeah, we've taken that all the way down now to reception. And, and I'm, and I'm uh, sorry to cut in if you were carrying on there, Vicky, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in this because um, the when we when we talked about the project we we decided that we weren't going to be overly prescriptive about what uh teachers do in each primary school that we were going to focus on teaching for understanding um and then we were going to let teachers uh do that in their own way so i think the the lessons have come together a little bit more as time's gone on with the discussion in the project but um you know some these lessons vary from one school to another so i'm quite interested rhiannon in um, whether you recognise the, the the parts of that lesson or whether you uh, taught your teach, you know, you, you developed your teaching for understanding um, in a slightly different way uh, in, in, in Goitra. Yeah, um, in Goitra, we've done it slightly differently. Um, up until about two years ago, I was working mainly with five and six and, and the structure of the lessons was very, very much the way that Nia described it. Um, always starting with the number of the day and basically following same sort of structure but doing different um, aspects than, than Nia was doing because I know Nia did a, a, a lovely project with um, her school but over the last sort of two years when we were in um, actually in physically in school I started working with year two and year four which was lovely and very interesting um, and and we went in with the adage of we started low and we went slow <laughs> so that's my new phrase low and slow <laughs> and it was literally but each each week I would be building on on the blocks that we'd built started the week before so it was developing their conceptual understanding as Nia said starting very much with the concrete um, and, and introducing bar modeling in in year two it was literally we were drawing pictures and then 
building up on the concepts that they got from those pictures. How can we represent things? So it was focusing on things like problem solving rather than one specific topic. It was looking at a different um, how how can we develop problem solving techniques to help us solve any problem? Um, and we literally got them got um, them drawing bar models and then looking at um, different types of questions. How can we use our bar modeling to solve those questions? And it was very much building each week, little, little steps. So we'd I, a typical lesson would be we'd go in, we'd still do the start, the number of the day um, to, to sort of embed those um, concepts, not, not with your two, uh, but with year four, we do the number of the day and then we'd do a quick review of what we'd done the week before. Who can show me this in, in a diagrammatical way? And then slowly, really slowly building up um, to doing some very quite complex questions towards the end. And it was lovely to see that some of the students particularly in year four, that struggled with concepts previously where they had no idea how to answer even fairly simple questions in some cases, immediately towards the end of, of, of quite a few sessions, immediately would start drawing these models. And, and, what, and, what, in, and what interests yeah. me uh, quite a lot about uh, uh, the way in which you're talking about moving into lower age groups is when we first started this project as a as a group of secondary school teachers we were very very nervous about uh teaching um the year six group didn't think that we had any skills to teach the year six group uh, enough skills to teach the year six group and as the project's gone on and with the collaboration of the primary school teachers um we have beca slowly become much more confident about feeling that we could um, have an impact with uh, younger and younger students, but that that has only come very slowly and has come through the uh, the, the support of the primary school teachers in in uh, in, in, in developing our practice. Um, I'm going to move to I'm going to move it on a little bit now. Um, so um, I'm going to going to ask another question now, and I think this one uh, for you, Kerry. Really, um, in what way do you feel the project has adapted your your teaching of mathematics? Well, that word adapted, I think we need to change in the question because I feel that, again, it's been a slow process, but I'm the, my teaching of maths is, it has transformed. It's definitely um, very, very different to how it was when I started the project with you a couple of years ago. Um, for me, lots of this has been touched on already, but definitely starting with the concrete, starting with something practical and actually keeping that lingering for maybe a little bit longer just to really make sure that they are secure and happy and can kind of show me their understandings in a variety of different ways with different concrete resources sometimes. Um, so as a starting point, and that's where I always go now as well. Um, and again, this was spoken about previously, but the joint marking with the pupils I think the kind of old pattern that I would have used is that we'd do a bit of input. Yes, we'd do the whiteboard work, and so I'd be getting some feedback from that, but then they'd go away, do the work, and it wasn't until I took their books home or whatever to mark that I'd really get a handle, whereas I think it's 
it's really supportive of the pupils and really non-threatening for them to kind of sit and mark and assess their own work. So you're modeling to them how you would do it. You're also letting them see other ways of doing it from their peers, from you correcting any misconceptions. And actually that really changes their learning. And like I said, in a really non-threatening confidence building way. Um, also, I think far more use of modeling. I use them all the time now and I use them in a variety of different ways for lots and lots and lots of different concepts. So whether that's bar models, whole part models, diagrams. And again, I think it's taking away the fear of having a go. We've talked about that a lot. I know, Steve, where um, there were some children who'd asked to draw a problem and to start with, they'd sit there with a blank piece of paper and yeah. you'd have nothing at all. And I think just to kind of be building models in all the time um, with classes now, when I say to them, well, draw, draw that for me, they have no problem in being able to draw a model. And so I think, and that for me is great for really assessing understanding because sometimes there are children who are pattern spotters. And so the work comes in and might be all accurate and look like they really understand what they're doing. But actually, by drawing a model, um, you really get to understand how deep is the understanding? Is it just pattern spotting? Or have they really got a handle on what the maths looks like when it's presented um, as a diagram? So, yeah, that's just some of the bits that I've noted down here. Um, yeah, and I think I think that um, that last one was is is really uh, interesting to me because I remember when we first started the project that the it was thought that the books were a kind of record of uh, what the children understood, and it was a kind of um, it was a it was a recording that uh, needed to almost be preserved that it, it it had to be of a certain kind of a certain standard, and it was it was. Um, it was releasing the children to be less inhibited about the way in which they recorded their work in the book that I think uh, helped them to start to, to to model more creatively and more constructively. So um, that I think that's that's altered in the project as well. The feedback I've had from from many teachers is that you we have to release them to be a little bit more creative in their books and write things in in several different ways in diagrams, pictures, symbols. Um, and free them up to do that a little bit more. Uh, Steve, Steve, I think from a secondary um, standpoint, um, from, well, from my personal standpoint, being a, being able to see um, the, the young learners it has really um, helped my teaching because I, I I now understand why you know where the misconceptions come from, and I can use that as a secondary school teacher then um, and as Rhiannon said you know take it slowly so slowing down the learning and not being afraid to and accepting that people are learning at different speeds and I think we I've utilized a lot of the techniques that we've we've seen in primary school in the lessons in the secondary school lesson, lessons and I know we talked about division before um, and before where I would have seen maybe a low ability learner drawing you know grouping for division um, drawing the dots and grouping them and I, I'd be trying to push them on you know maybe do the short division but the fact that they really understand what they're doing I, you know I accept that a lot more and it's given me a better understanding to support them in solving a problem where do you think there's been the biggest in which to, what topics do you think there's actually been the biggest impact over this process then well I think for uh, there's a couple really um 
you you gave me the idea of what we, we want to look at. Vicky said that they needed to improve in geometry and measures. Um, so we were looking at um, conversions, so, you know, millimetres to uh, centimetres, except metric to metric conversions. And you gave me the idea of looking at non-standard units. So we looked at non-standard units and we started off with the measuring with hands, measuring with, you know, um, what was it, Vicky? Hands? I can't remember. Hands. We did hands, feet and fingers. Yeah, and, did, um, and then you moved on to measuring with straws. Straws. And, and we built up really, really slowly then their understanding of why you needed a specific measure. And then we made our own unit of measurement and it was really, really slow. And then from a practical activity that they could physically see, we then went on to do some really, really hard stuff. You know, we were using um, inequalities, um, we were using um, algebra in, in, in measurement, and it seemed that when they could, I think that has had a big impact for, for, for me as a teacher to see, and I think for the learners, that they, that they understood you know why why they converted from one thing to the other i think as well um i know we've we've all done something with division and and as rhiannon or i think kerry mentioned it was drawing you know the, the visual representation of the arrays so i think that the division has had a big impact we've looked at proportionality as well we try to do the jumping around method which i think really helps mm -hmm. um really helps build the links do you want to describe the uh, describe the jumping around method a little bit more? Because I'm I think uh, listeners won't really understand what that is. Okay, somebody somebody jump in and help me if uh, <laughs> I get it wrong. So we start off depending which year group. So we start off with, you know, if you know two times three is six, then we know four times, then we know eight times by doubling, and then you can work out what if you know um, ten times and five times, then you can work out fifteen times, and you can not just do that with times tables that you know we throw in things like you went on a half times table your 17 times table so it's bringing facts it's bringing those skills in and pupils are not afraid and the great thing of being in the classroom is seeing that every learner succeed you know seeing the light bulb come on and thinking oh yeah I can do this and the more we practice it the better they get so you know I think that's that's been a great thing and you know bar modeling has been you know, as well, it's been fantastic for everybody, uh, inspirational. And, you know, it, the one thing I've learned from it, though, is that we really need to. It was too late in year six because yeah. we try it. We try it in year seven. You you comment on this, Vic. But we try we tried it in, in comprehensive and even some of the more able learners who could use it for really difficult questions. They don't want to use it. We've been, yeah. you know. In year four, it was a lot better. So mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to say, because we did a whole school thing on that, didn't we, Vic, if you want yes. to say? Yes, we found bar modelling because we, I think, I think the massive change for us has been the, the impact of deep learning um, mm -hmm. because, you know, in maths, it's very easy when you follow, schools follow different schemes and it is, nothing is a one size fits all, is it? And nothing covers absolutely everything. So I think for us, it was... Uh, looking at the the deep learning and not just um oh yeah learners understand that so let's move on it's looking at their their understanding their ability to apply in different contexts so as Carrie was saying earlier you know can they can they draw it can they understand it can they represent it in different ways so we took bar modeling as a whole school approach and as Nia just said then because obviously we tried it in year six uh with Nia's help to start off with 
And we realised that particularly with the more able learners, they were reluctant to use the bar model because by that point in year six, they already had so many strategies that they could use, which they found just as effective because the maths at that point to them wasn't too abstract, which whereas Nia and I were then trying to explain to them, well, it, it might you might be able to use this strategy now because you know you you can problem solve at this level however if you understand bar modeling when your maths increases and when that level and intensity um is greater you're still going to be able to apply that strategy in a different context and to lots of different things um but we found that you know, year sixes don't see that straight away. So we wanted to take it further down the school where learners don't, you know, lower down the school. They tend to use the strategy that they're told to use, whereas it, it tends to only be sort of year five and six that they, they become more confident in choosing strategies for themselves. So we found that really effective. And then Nia did um, a whole school um, training session with our staff. She also modelled... Um, modelled lessons where our teachers sort of dropped in and watched her teaching using bar modelling. So for us, the the bar modelling strategy was a, a huge, um, a huge benefit from the collaboration because it's not just one topic, it's changed the way in which our learners approach and problem solve in maths. And I think it's definitely improved it. Yeah, I think um, I think lots of uh, lots of staff that uh, have got a uh, used bar mod in regularly say with certain topics, it's been transformative. Uh, I think in I think in the secondary school um, ratio in particular, we feel uh, that children who struggle with that concept um, find it so much more accessible once we start using bar models. Um, I wanted to uh, come to you now, uh, Rhiannon, uh, as the kind of one of the founder members of this uh, project. Who, in fact, you you were in the in the, in the school in Goitra uh, on your own for one year before the rest of the the department decided that um, um, you know decided this collaboration really worked and that we'd 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 all become involved in it. Um, what are the what are the highlights of the project for you uh, so far over the years? Oh gosh, there's so many. <laughs> it um it started off with just a small group of students. I think it was five or six initially for a couple of years, just working with the more able students. Um, but the highlight from which was great, it was lovely because they were they they loved doing all of it. Um, but one of the highlights was getting to work with all the students. And I mean across the board, because in Goiter I've worked, as I say, from year two upwards, missing out year three for some at the moment. Um, and just working with all the students and seeing some of them, as I said earlier, building on concepts that they couldn't they couldn't access before and giving and, and seeing them have tools um, to be able to 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 represent I, I, I'll use an example in one young boy. Um, funny enough, it was doing ratio when you're talking about and and he he had no idea of what to do previously. But having shown him bar starting at the, the lower, you know, starting initially with the concrete and actually sharing things out into to different 
can't think of the words I'm trying to say, but sharing things out and then drawing the bar models and and him actually sort of using dots to, to fill in the bars, um, sharing his portions out. He um, he started doing these ratio questions that he would never have accessed before. And the look on his face when he realised that he had a tool that would help him actually solve some quite complex problems was amazing. And then seeing him come into King Henry and actually use the same methods and still being able to use them and to, to succeed in this particular area, that's a big highlight for me to see the difference that it, it has made to some of these children that they changed my way of teaching and going back to what Nia said thinking about the way I teach and the way I um, explain things to, to people and going it's going slow and taking your time to get things in their heads really get the conceptual understanding um, and that's another big thing that I've seen develop which has really pleased me is the development of conceptual understanding with the children um, a lot of the things that have been already said, releasing the children to be more creative and getting them to think, I don't have to draw everything with a ruler in my book. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. And seeing them become more creative by doing that. A highlight for me has been being able to go down into the, the, the year one and two and working with the, the younger children building the relationship with primary. I don't think any of us foresaw how much we would collaborate. If somebody had asked me six years ago when it started, do you see there being such good collaboration between the secondary and the primary schools? I would have said no. And I think that's a big thing um, for the development of the students and going forward. Yeah, you're right, actually. And um, that's another, another we, we didn't, we didn't really think about this when we first started it, how how important it would be uh, for the children um, to be meeting a, a member of uh, the department that they would then meet in their secondary school. And it's also been wonderful for us as a bunch of adults to talk uh, more long term about the development of a child um, mm. th that, you know, they someone can ask, you know, what's how so and so got on in the secondary school. Um, are they still settled? um you know and could could if they if they need be maybe still make some contact and uh you know and 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 help them along so it's so that that that's really that's really done in uh you know we're really able to do that in uh in schools aren't we to talk yeah. uh completely long term about uh the whole history of a, a child through their through their schooling which we could do um anyone else got any highlights over the period yeah um, I'll jump in there, Steve, from a primary teacher point of view. Um, for me, it's been the best kind of training from a personal point of view, um, because when I think back to kind of PGCE training, there was a lot of looking at schemes and things like that, rather than looking at actually what underpins that mathematical understanding. Whereas as part of this project, I've seen a maths expert teach but I've also been able to be in conversation about why those things are being taught in that order. Um, also, you know, how um, you guys have made explicit the links between topics. I think sometimes I have seen things as very distinct and actually 
the links between them all are really clear once you've been shown them. And it means that rather than children thinking like, I just forget everything else that I've learned in maths now because I'm concentrating on this, it's always having that opportunity to, to look at those explicit links. So that's definitely been a highlight. And the fact that, and again, this has been said, but the confidence of pupils has massively improved because nothing feels like it's brand new. Everything is linking back all the time. And um, again, this has been said too, but kind of as a whole school in my school, we've given each other and we've talked a lot about having permission to linger so let's linger on that a little bit longer and giving the children, we talk to the children about that. You've got permission to linger on that a bit longer if you need to, you need, you know, if you, to get your heads around things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely about the pupils, isn't it? And that real confidence for them. They come out of every lesson having been really successful. Um, and that I think in terms of, of them moving forward. And as you've said, going into the high schools just means you kind of send them off knowing that the stuff you you've been working on with them is something that is going to be built upon as they move for, forward yeah absolutely and and um you know uh, this this being a kind of um a, a project where uh you know it, it, uh, everybody was 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 moving forward as a as, as a group has also allowed us to um be able to well from a from a from a person who is leading the project um the application and success of uh for the for members of the project to go to china um in 2000 and was that 2017 vicky 2018 three years 2018 ago. goodness me time has flown um yeah so and and, and uh, you were one of the people on that on that uh trip so um i think uh, that was that was a massive uh you know, that was, that was a kind of a massive, um, you know, a, a, a kind of insight for us to see, just see um, a completely different culture at work mm -hmm. in their mathematics um, and, and, a, and a very different way of going about uh, going about learning, a very intense way of going about learning in some in some ways. Do you want to, do you want to share any thoughts about that um, China trip, Vicky? Yeah, so I think the professional learning on that trip was was just astronomical, wasn't it? The, the things that we saw and I think because, as you said, the culture was so different and it was just a completely different environment. But we saw such effective ways of teaching and, and lots of those things we thought, oh, yeah, we could actually bring back. So, you know, there were sort of things like the, it, the way in which they structured the lessons, the pace at which they structured the lessons. So, you know, as we do now, I suppose we have that little introduction which builds on something that we've done last session. We recap on things and then we very quickly move forward. Um, and I just think the the. Um, the relationships between schools as well, because we all came back from China. Uh, we all learned lots of different things, but we continued to collaborate as schools in the UK based on what we had learned. Um, and we were all quite invested in each other's projects and how we were taking that forward. Um, so there were huge benefits from the trip and, and something that definitely I would like to um, I would like to do again in the future so that we can take that forward further. And I remember that one of the um, uh, one of the uh, results of that was that uh, fairly quickly we got a grant from the National Centre of Excellence in Mathematics, mm -hmm. and um, we were we we, we had uh, members of staff who were embedded in uh, primary school for a week, one of the primary schools yeah. for a week, and one of the secondary schools for a week. I think that was in Landfoist and Derryview with yeah. its whole week long projects. 
which everybody involved in that said their learning was pushed on a, a great deal. Can I just say one thing? I think one highlight for me has been this project has been the best professional learning I've ever had. You know, it's it's been absolutely fantastic to work with with Vicky and her colleagues because you'd never ever have the opportunity to work with such experts at teaching mixed ability, and and we've had we've been allowed the freedom and the creativity, which has been you know which has been superb, and I think that has changed my teaching fundamentally. The last question I just wanted to ask was: We're now the, the, unfortunately the project is being suspended just because of the. The, the, the COVID issues and the fact that we haven't been able to visit, visit each other for quite a while now. But uh, moving forward to the launch of the curriculum for Wales in 2022, what part of the project from, you know, over the last five, six years, what part of that project do you feel has the potential to have the greatest impact in the development of the curriculum for Wales 2022? Vicky, if I could come to you for that one. So uh, I think there are two elements which are likely to have a huge impact and the one which we've talked about a lot in terms of collaboration because I think in moving towards curriculum for Wales and we're looking at this three to 16 learning journey um, I think the projects like this are really going to help to facilitate that in terms of, you know, we've already talked about the, the transition between second uh, primary and secondary and the amount that secondary school teachers have learned from primary practitioners, the amount that primary practitioners have learned from secondary specialists and that that transition between. Um, so so those things, I think, will be massive uh, and, and highly effective. Um, in moving towards curriculum for Wales, um, because we we really are allowing for that three to sixteen learning journey. Um, but I also think that um, the element of assessment is going to be have a, a great impact as well. Um, in terms of, I know most recently we've talked about developing effective assessment processes and purposeful uh, assessment processes across the cluster. Uh, so I think if if we're working collaboratively as a cluster, um, primary and secondary schools, and our assessment processes are, are purposeful and they're aligned, um, and we're moving in line with the new curriculum, uh, where practitioners are working together, um, so we're clear on what progression looks like, and I think that's been a huge, um, huge benefit of the project so far as well. The secondary practitioners have been able to see what the prerequisites are and where the children are coming from and primary school practitioners are getting a greater understanding of where they need to where they need to get children into so they're able to move forward so I think if we're all working collaboratively uh, to bring our assessment processes together so we're all clear on what that progress looks like then we'll be able to facilitate this more effectively. And I think that'll break down the barriers again with transition. So we really do will have that fluidity between foundation phase, key stage two, key stage three and key stage four as we move away from those. So I think allowing our assessment processes is going to be something that's going to have a, a huge impact, a positive impact for us all. Absolutely. Anybody else want to chip in on this one? Yeah, I, I think, you know, as Vicky said, we're well aware now of the, you know, the continuum of learning. And this, this is something the primary project has brought to us. But I think um, from a secondary school perspective, um, we're going to have through collaboration um, and 
and what we've seen so far for future collaboration and, and what we've done in the past, we've got a better understanding of how to teach in context. So, you know, for example, in the past, I've been involved with um, projects with um, with Gilwan. They've had themes. They've been teaching history, the dinosaur age, and then they've been designing their own dinosaurs in art. Um, talking about things like that and then with that we brought in uh, scale models and you know I taught them how to do the how to convert the scales and then we ended up drawing them to scale in the playground which was absolutely fantastic you know we're, we're, we're better learning than that so I think through those through through that experience and and the collaboration I think it's going to give um, the secondary school practitioners you know in 2022 and 2024 um, it's going to give us a lot more experience and confidence um, and understanding of the uh, curriculum for Wales uh, and we can be better prepared I think. I don't know if you'd agree Rhiannon? <laughs> yeah I totally agree it's opened our eyes to the to the cross-curricular side of it really how we can link things in more um, thinking project-wise thinking of the big picture and I know that we've started within school thinking about how we can link our maths into to other areas mm. and and working with the primary has, has really benefited me from that aspect because I, I did tend to be a, a blinkered mathematician as in it's maths 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 but but actually working with the children and and working with the primary colleagues who it, it made, made me think of things in different ways and think how can I broaden my teaching experience yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely i mean and, and 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 we've we've all seen just wonderful examples of um of of incredible creativity um when we when we visited the primary school uh, of these kind of holistic projects and it's it's what's really interesting now is that we know that um mathematics quite often develops by a kind of slow uh, careful procedural approach to the building up of these of these ideas but actually if we do this very carefully how how um how powerful that 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 can be in then expanding to the use across a number of other contexts obviously the this is going to be one of the main reasons for doing developing some of the stuff that we've done in the past is is this kind of movement um into this new curriculum and i know that they will want uh the new curriculum to be able to apply to across uh, a number of different areas and mathematics and uh language to be applied across a, a more diverse number of areas but that is going to need to be done with a high degree of specialism i think um, and we need to be pretty careful about doing that. But, um, you know, that uh, I, I think that has been the project has helped that process greatly. I'm just going to thank everybody for just wonderful contributions during the uh, during the meeting. And um, whether anybody's going to listen to this or not, I kind of wish that we'd done a little bit more of this over the years uh, because it's been really great for me to listen to people a bit more give people a, a vehicle to, to talk a little bit more fully about some of the things that we've been we've been doing in general okay let's leave it there is it thank you steve so, thank you steve so, um, thank you steve